When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. Welcome back to Divided We Stand. I'm Victoria Lang here with Connor, Rob, and Joe. We're really excited to be here the night before the election. As you saw, we just had some ads. Make sure you check out those two shows that you saw. They're just as great as this one. Pretty awesome. Clovercrest Media Squad. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> All so good stuff. Today- I want to start out by talking about the coronavirus cases because, as many of us know, this is not this is a deal breaker for Trump supporters for some reason. So, since the pandemic, there have been nearly 9.3 million new cases and more than 200,000 or no. 232,000 people have died. Math is not my specialty, so here we go. (laughs) You're good. either. Yeah, more that. So um, since Friday, there have been 98,500 more infections, and during some period, case numbers rose by 25%, 40 in some states, um, with the biggest increases coming in key battleground states such as Michigan, Wisconsin, and yeah, many more, honestly. Is um what uh Utah? Yeah, Utah is that where all the Mormons are, right? Are they yeah, still up there? Sure. And, I I'm sorry if I offended anybody, but that's how I know Utah, a bunch of Mormons. But I, I'm pretty sure I thought Utah was like up there, like really spiking too as well. So, but yeah, I, I think it, it's crazy. It's, the, the spikes are getting crazy. It's going to be interesting to see one how if well, let's say here one if Trump wins. How if he just pushes it totally, completely like gone, especially now with Fauci gone. But then two, if the liberals get it and how I was thinking today, how one is that going to kind of delay a vaccine and the kind of the troubles in that? Because they're going to say, hey, we don't know what's going on. We have to kind of analyze what's going on. And two, is it really going to completely start a complete halt? Maybe not a complete shutdown, but looking towards the means of, hey, everybody get prepared to bunker down. I think Connecticut should be used uh, for the country as a solid example of how the virus has been handled because uh, Governor, um, Governor, uh, the Governor, Lamont. Ed Lamont, Ned Lamont, I got him confused with Malloy for a minute. Uh, Ned Lamont has handled it spectacularly with um, mandatory masks in stores and a few other different uh, policies that he's come up with. And our numbers have been different, lower than cases like Florida where they don't they're not all wearing masks and their cases spike up so if the democrats end up taking control of this virus and come up with ideas i think connecticut would be a great uh starting place to look at you know i think once again what you're dealing with is two sets of the population one dealing in reality and one dealing in whatever it is that trump is spewing it's stunning at this point and you know victoria it's a good question how is it that that this this virus is out of control and spiking around the country we're just about to send my daughter to school Mm -hmm. for some in person and then uh as we were making arrangements for transportation there's like a dozen new cases in town yeah no thanks uh all set with that they give it the old college try and we're done here 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's interesting. Mark Meadows, the president's chief of staff, said over the weekend that they cannot control the virus and they're not going to try. Good. But then Donald Trump <laughs> Jr. reiterated what his father said, that they've turned the corner on COVID. It's all set. But I, I don't understand how it's all set when we don't even have a true vaccine. Yeah, but Rob, if I to... Rob, if I say it over and over and over again, and you You're want gonna it to be it. true, it's not even that they want to believe it. They will believe it. They, they will... just believe it because he says it, and they want to believe it. I mean, what an absurd, absurd situation that we're living in where – his chief of staff says one thing. The White House says another thing. Their president says another thing. And his idiot son parrots it. Uh, that's not good. That's not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll tell you this too, Connor. And this, this I think, will maybe shock you a little bit. I think the Republicans gave up about two weeks ago. They got their chief justice in, uh, or their Supreme Court justice in Amy Coney Barrett. They haven't even bothered with a stimulus package because... They don't care. They're going to lose the election. They're going to lose the Senate. You might as well let the idiot Democrats spend all the money. And if for some reason it brings us into an even worse recession than we're going to get next year anyway, the Republicans simply pointed to Democrats and they say, that's what happens when you put those tax and spend liberals in. Uh, So this is a brilliant move by the Trump administration. By the time Biden literally takes office, assuming he wins, We'll probably up like near 300,000. I think this is another interesting thing, too. The president has said repeatedly that he saved, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of lives by Mm -hmm. acting. Do you realize if he had done nothing at all, that the number would be closer to 500,000? Right. Donald Trump is actually taking theoretical lives saved. He didn't really save hundreds of thousands of lives. I mean, again, had he done nothing, it, it it wouldn't even have been that much worse. It just would be double what we're dealing with now. Right? He's been he's so been useless, and the idea he's still downplaying it after he's admitted that he did downplay and that it is serious just speaks to the foolishness of everybody to the right of me. So I have a question for you, Joe, because I don't know enough about this, but I know you do. And the question is, well, actually, before I get into that, I think that Donald Trump Jr. and Trump himself had a very weak response to COVID. And I also think that them saying that they give up on COVID is just a weak excuse to say we couldn't control it. We didn't do a good enough job and uh, several other big things that he could have done. He could have done it and he didn't act on it. And you even heard in a recording um, talking with another individual saying that he wanted to downplay the virus to not scare people. Well, that didn't really go so well, did it? But my question to you, Joe, is this, is um, I read, it was, I, I read somewhere that was the COVID virus, uh, the people that had passed away from it, the over 200,000 victims, uh, had, some of them had uh, pre-existing uh, conditions. conditions yes. which, Uh, purely COVID was 9,000. Now, is that or somewhere around the 9,000 area? Is that accurate? Is it true? Okay, so let me, let me, uh, it's a good question. And it's a question that, again, Victoria, I could see how you're reacting. We've (laughs) we've had this conversation in this show hundreds of times. And again, the people on the right are going to tell you something vastly different. They're going to tell you that uh, a guy died in a motorcycle crash and they counted it as a COVID death. That's not true. That. <laughs> they they did they did initially, and then they fixed it when they realized the horrible mistake that they had made. It wasn't that anybody had pointed it out. So, so let's throw let's throw the conspiracy theory garbage out the window. My sister has multiple sclerosis, Connor. My sister's been living with it. She's on a really good drug. She's been living on it uh, basically without any incident since two thousand and one. If my sister were to contact COVID-19, Connor, she would probably die of MS within a couple of weeks. So do you see why we count these as COVID deaths? My sister's been doing great with her MS. COVID would literally bring the symptoms up to kill her. Mm -hmm. The same thing goes to any other pre-existing condition. Like asthma. Sure. Right. I literally have have asthma. If you you get COVID and you die of pneumonia... Yeah. 
related to the COVID. It, it, it's not that you you wouldn't have had that if it weren't that you were you were uh, exposed to COVID. Right. So there's actually two categories. There's actually what you just spoke of, which is literally death by COVID. And then there's the other category, which is death with COVID. Oh, gosh. And which again, I think is kind of like the scariest thing, because who doesn't have a pre-existing condition? Well, you know, and again, it's do. sadly, COVID's now a pre-existing condition to have. Right. So now, now once you've had it, you actually are in 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 the high risk uh, uh, department. So congratulations on that. Um, so so that's where we're at, Connor. Um, you know, f- fact of the matter is, you know, the, the the recovery rate is high. It's true. It's true. It's like ninety nine point eight percent. But when you do that mathematically, Connor, again, that's 240,000 people. That's a lot of people. Then they're human beings. It's not just a, it's not just a number. You're like, well, 240 out of 365 million. It's not bad. I mean, those 240,000 people are also related to and connected to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of more people. Mm -hmm. So, and and again, I think if you guys look in the Midwest where the president is is losing a lot of support in those Midwestern states, Iowa being one of them, uh, just just jumps right to mind. You know, states where COVID's out of control, he's not doing well because it's now a real world problem for people. And so when 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 you've experienced loss firsthand due to covid you're like forget this guy he would be doing i mean look he he's he's in trouble in pennsylvania he's in trouble in a lot of places he won before and it's number one failed policy especially with the farmers they've been farmers been struggling for 4 years under this guy and that stupid trade war with china so they were suffering meanwhile he's doing business with china and now here comes covid and it's like they get hit again i mean why would they support what i think what stuns me and connor you brought it up a minute ago the idea that that you know biden should be winning by more and i'm shocked that he's not yeah well joe if you play that video that i sent you earlier oh sorry I think you cut out for a second. Which one did you want, Victoria? Oh, just the one of him at the rally talking about COVID, like literally. If you vote for Biden, it means no kids in school, no graduations, no weddings, no Thanksgiving, no Christmas, and no Fourth of July together. Other than that, you have a wonderful life. Oh, my God. So what? sacrifice a couple fuck freaking holidays to sack like so what you greedy bastards I just like oh my god i don't know. have fourth of july fourth of july i don't have christmas i yes you can do it at home how how i'm sorry how egotistical how narcissistic do people have to be of this statue to be that worried about your holidays and everything over the values and the health of everybody else. Rob, so what? Somebody doesn't go to a graduation. Guess what? I didn't go to, I didn't walk my army graduation for freaking basic training. And that was the best thing ever. And everybody was like, Oh my God, you didn't walk. Guess what? I didn't have to deal with a bunch of BS. I didn't have to be around a bunch of people. Congratulate me that I didn't know. It's not a big deal. People, you will have so many other accomplishments in life. There's going to be other Christmases. There's going to be other Thanksgivings. There's going to be other whatever's like, you rather be around to see them be like alive for them so you can have those beyond the deaths too like yeah we have 200 plus thousand deaths but what about the millions of people that are going to be affected from this five ten years from now that are going to continuously die because of covid like mm-hmm. it's time to wake up. Stop being selfish. Stop being ignorant. Like y'all are following the devil and I don't even I'm not even religious but this dude's a, a moron and this is like not the person. And just, I, I understand it. The, the you guys want to fall behind your great leader, but he's like, I, I'm sorry, I've been too quiet, and that just really ticked me the hell off. Rob, would you agree this was very much like uh, the the president of your sixth grade class, where yes. he's like, "You vote for Rob. Yeah. You're <laughs> gonna have tons of homework. They're gonna shorten recess and, and get the snacks." The and you're like. I didn't what? say any of that. What? Why? Where's this coming from? Like, yeah, you know, 
I, I mean, again, and if you if, vote for whether, Biden, that's going to happen. No, it's right. It's it's either fear mongering or straight up lying about what will happen. If and that's the, all I mean, been. literally, that's it's all weak. I turned on Fox News because I love to try and listen to everybody's point of view. So I will literally go from like, hey, you get from this point to the commercial. The next mm -hmm. commercial, I'm going to the next one. Right. So I literally go to Fox News and they're the only people just feeding fear, instilling fear instead of talking about facts. They're talking about, oh, people are going to riot. People are going to beat you up. People are going to take your grandmother out of her house because you're you're affiliated with Trump. And they're just going to come around with all these black people into the suburbs. Like, come on, Trump 2020, no more bullshit. It's been bullshit the past four years with you idiots. And Connor, I'm not calling you an idiot. No, I actually I like you. You're conservative <laughs> that I actually like. But I like all that. these Thank other you. idiots, like, come on. Like, that. that's the stuff. And yeah, I I'll fall back. Well, actually, I want to jump in real quick, Joe, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. um, I want to jump into the point that I made last week or last time I was here and that uh, Donald Trump is not the face of the Republican Party and the Republican values. He is the temporary face of a movement that is angry at things that they don't agree with. But that's not the face of the overall Republican Party. I can speak from I can speak for myself here. I'm a He's the face of the conservative party. And there's well, a difference between Republicans and conservatives. Mm -hmm. Well, that may, that may be, but I'm a conservative as well. I don't see Donald Trump as a representative of my conservative values either. So, you know, this so might... What, oh, keep, yeah. Oh, no, I'm up? sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Actually, I didn't have anything else to say there. So you, know, you, well, you know what? May I actually... Because I read an article on this earlier today, the marriage between the evangelical Christians and President Donald Trump. And Donald Trump represents um, something that they value their men to be strong outspoken leaders mm -hmm. and since their men are somewhat meek and mild you know sort of the turn the other cheek kind of crowd that this guy and and i i had a conversation earlier today with a woman i respect a lot um who told me some craziness about john f kennedy jr being alive and trump being sent here to uh, I guess save humanity, or or so I guess through by by denying climate change, he's going to save humanity. But I thought, I mean, look, people people want to believe this stuff, and classic. You know, it's a lot easier to believe a grand conspiracy where the WHO and the CDC and China and Iran and 148 other countries all got together and developed this virus and killed off loved ones and family members they did all of this with the help of some republicans mind you to overthrow the trump presidency mm -hmm. right this giant grand conspiracy with hundreds of entities and millions upon millions of people or donald trump's a liar and a cheat what do we and think? You ask some of those people, and they would much rather tell you about lizard people and shapeshifters yes. and the Illuminati and the the pedo satanic. I mean, sex ring. Look, if there's a satanic cult ring running the Democratic Party, I, I hope to God you guys pull them, bring them to the. Sooner I mean, than really. later, like no, seriously, sooner than later, because that would be nasty that y'all are holding out for whatever if, reason. If right, Tom Hanks, here. if Tom Hanks eats human children, <laughs> I want you guys to do something about it. And if it's the resurrected JFK Jr., then by all means, uh, guys, get on that. Matter of fact, yeah, what's going November, on? <laughs> no matter of fact, tomorrow morning, early on, you guys should all get together and just go do that. Just let me say something real quick right now. Victoria, Joe, Rob, let me make this very, very clear. This isn't real Republicans. It's not real conservatives. I'll tell you right now. It's crazy people. Crazy people. Lizards. JFK's son still being alive. <laughs> I don't know. If, oh, well, you know that, that one's up I'm for opinion. No, that's that okay. was I was uncalled for. Sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Listen, that's, that one's up for opinion. I personally am not against AC. I think she's okay. That's just me. But anyways, everything else. Well, that's okay. That's okay. I know. But <laughs> your right, thoughts right. on Attorney General William Barr wiping the president's ass with the Constitution? Just a thought <laughs> on that. Was that okay? No, you're no, right. I, 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 you know I, what? Hold on. hold on, guys. Let me apologize. 
I should apologize. I can be, I'm not being very um, tolerant. I read a great bumper sticker today on the back of a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it said, why aren't you being tolerant of my intolerant views? And I thought to myself, boy, I know when he saw that bumper sticker, he was like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. The idea of being tolerant isn't like the idea of like putting up with mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. It works no. So if you're an ass and you're you're expecting people to be tolerant of that, I don't think you understand how tolerance goes. I hate when and people again, put dumb shit on stickers and think. I also good. hate the idea that we call it tolerance, like as if we tolerate gays and we tolerate yeah, transgender right. people. Again, it's another one of those like liberal buzzwords that, like, when you think about it, it's like defund the police. Can you guys have come up with something that sounded really more like what you're down. really trying to do and yeah. not? And I mean, but, stop using words generic. Worse. That that piss people off, you know. Um, it's important. Defunding the police sounds like you don't want there to be police. And when the people on the right are like, they don't want the police, it's like, well, no, they're stupid and they just don't know how to explain it. Uh, so they use words that don't make sense. And this is unfortunately another one of those stupid liberal words. Um, that 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 just it's not helpful. Yeah. You know what? I actually want to jump in on that, actually, Joe. Um, I had that my, my best friend that I talked about last time I was here. Um, she actually clarified to me because I was interested. I didn't feel comfortable with the um, ACAB. All cops are bastards. That was something that made me very uncomfortable. But I understood. Never heard that, that Joe. No, I, I knew it by that face. I could just tell. What is it? I'm sorry. When he said ACB. I heard, I no. thought this. <laughs> no? Close, no, 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 no. but no, Something cops worse. Are, all cops are bastards. And what that meant was um, the actual police officers aren't bad. You know, it's you have some police officers that are wonderful people, and you have other police officers that want to abuse the system because they want to betray their racism or their, their bigotry, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it, it was explained to me that um, those individual cops that are good aren't bad people, but they are part of a bastardized system, a corrupt system. Thus, all cops are bastards. That's one of the things that, Joe, you were talking about how, you know, the delivery of these almost slogans, they, they're not really at you know they're, they're not coming across the right way because if i didn't have a friend like that who explained to me what that meant i would still be very very against that and to a certain extent i still am well you know what honestly i have very little sympathy for stuff like that because everybody we're in 2020 everybody has access to the internet and if i can educate myself then everybody else can too let me tell you i just i mean coming from a person i mean i just i was kind of a fuck up i mean for always and like i never really cared about anything but i mean with something as important as this i feel like if i can educate myself and take a stance everybody yeah but you know what what happens victoria with my upbringing and stuff too like victoria, i have a lot of excuses to be an asshole what happens victoria when Basically, what you've seen the president and his son do is to basically dehumanize liberals as uh, basically being mentally ill people who suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. He often refers to uh, people on the left, be protesters or rioters as animals, illegal immigrants as animals. It's a it's all. And again, you know, not to compare him to Hitler, but he's using a lot of the verbiage, the the rodent sort of um, uh, or 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 pests, as Hitler liked to refer to them as, like they were um, infecting society. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard to it it. There are so many people out there who I think know Donald Trump's not a good person. He's not a good leader. He hasn't really done a great job. But the idea of turning the keys over to the liberals is horrifying. And I, I promise all of you here, Connor, you especially, that in, in, in a normal world, I would never want to do that. 
I would never want to see it happen. And and I'll tell you, honestly, I think what I'd love to see most come out of this is I do want to see the Democrats take the Senate and the House mm-hmm. and the White House for that. Well, keep the House, take the White House. Um, and I want to see the Republicans go back to the drawing board. In 2012, you know, they basically had like a giant meeting where they were like, how do we reach out to blacks and women other minority groups, LBGTQ. And within two years, they completely scrapped that plan. Mm. And it's why become, it's I was just going to ask why the white nationalist platform, like the, the, mm. the effort to reach out to a diverse populace just didn't appeal to the Republican party at all. And, and it's shocking because Paul Ryan was the leader of the party around that time. And I think Paul Ryan's a pretty decent dude. I really do. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, he's got, he's a Reagan guy. He's got his, he's got his trickle down economics in his head. He's just the, the economics wonder boy or, or was while he, uh, enjoyed his reign. He did everything he could to keep Donald Trump out of the Republican party. Um, and where's Paul Ryan now? I haven't, haven't heard a word from him in in a few years now, have you? Nope. Um, pretty quiet. So I think Super it just quiet. goes to show this is Donald Trump's Republican Party, and I think right now, I think a lot of Republicans will feel better once they've been trounced. I think it's important, Connor, for America to reject the Republican ideals right now. So mm-hmm. that the Republicans can go back to the drawing board and be like, remember we had that plan about trying to like outreach to talk to different parts of America. And not every time there's a black dude that's like, I support Trump. You throw him right on TV because yeah. there's they're that few and far between that that's you can terrible. get every black guy that supports Trump on television <laughs> in the day before friend. the election. It's insane. Trump, it's Joe, insane. It shouldn't well be that way. Well said. Because I, it I shouldn't be that way, Connor. And you're right. You're absolutely right. And the fact that they threw it out, that's sad. Because you know what? That's something that I've thought as a young Republican myself. I've thought to myself, why don't we reach out to more? You know, we're seen as the white guy group. And you know what? That's but that not was really a, Connor, that was a conscious effort that the Republicans made before this predates Trump by two years, mind you. Mm-hmm. Where they just decided that was going to be the easier route to take was to double down take support of the white supremacists and groups like that. And for the life of me, Connor, right? I mean, that's such like a bond villain thing to do that. And this is why I've been telling, you know, Connor, Connor and I have known each other for a while. We've had a lot. And it's been important to me to get you on here as a guy who's a conservative and who's a guy that I like and respect a lot, Connor. And you've always been very, always been very open to listening and learning and and then researching what I tell you, because like I tell you, brother, I'm facts. I don't I don't believe in opinion. I believe in facts. And I think you look at facts and you have to ask yourself, what's the what's the logical conclusion to draw from the facts that you see? Right. To me, it's as simple as that. That's what I'm looking for. But I I, I mean, the Republican Party I grew up and was proud to be a part of literally through 2012. I want to see him get back to that. I want to see him really. I, I remember a time where I felt like more patriotic more support for the military, you know, more family values. Um, If you look at the numbers now, evangelical Christians have the highest divorce rate in the country. I talked to a lawyer the other day who told me 12% of divorce cases in this country right now are women leaving their husbands because they're Trump supporters. Mm. (laughs) Here's here's the thing. This, This shouldn't be... Not suburban women. This shouldn't be more important to you than your marriage no, or your relationships or your actual values, man. If well, you, like if you that, have values, you should stick to your values. I feel like we should, if, if people are leaving their marriages and stuff, then they obviously did not have a good enough conversation about each other's values and moral systems before they got into that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because honestly, Should've... if racism and homophobia and just being an all around pig isn't a deal breaker for you, then <laughs> I don't know. Like, how do you not know that before you're married? That's the, it's the money. I mean, money. I think 
the next conversation, you know, the financial conversation should be this. You know, I mean, you should this th I, honestly, I think this conversation should be normalized instead of it being so hidden. Because that way, two years down the road, whether it's a significant other, whether it's a friend or whatever that case, you know what you're dealing with. Like, hey, Joe, yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, well, I want to go into two things first. And the first thing is, is that it isn't too late. It is very, very far from too late for the Republicans to be able to regroup. And once again, it's been four years or it's been three years. It'll be four years in January. And um, and, and if and there's a very there's a chance that Donald Trump's going to be voted out and Joe Biden will be the new president. There is time for the Republican Party to once again come back and reevaluate um, their morals and their ethics. There's still plenty of time. It just seems like there's not any time left because Donald Trump has really changed the way we see our lives as a whole. But there is plenty of time. Um, I like to think that, and, and again, look, if Trump wins, I mean, then forget everything I said, because then, then this tells you where America's at. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and if you over the last couple of months, we talked about this on the show a lot. If you look at the numbers for BLM, white people eh, kind of couldn't care less. Yeah. Hispanics cared. Asians cared. Black people obviously cared. White mm -hmm. people uh, in both parties, even black white people more or less were like, not really our problem. Also, and I want to be very clear especially for my good friend, Laura, who's watching. I, I, I didn't say Trump supporters are racists. I, I, again, I, I think after four years, I think we could separate who the racists are from the people who just support the people who support the racists. And, and I'm not going to look, I'm not going to say, hold on. I'm not going to say that you're guilty. No, I'm serious. When I say that, I'm not going to say you're guilty of racism because of that. I understand that you could, there's people in the Republican Party who will sit back and be like, that's wrong. That's racist. And I, I, I don't I don't think you could blanket say that. But as I just explained, I think that the party put itself in a position where the majority of the Republican Party is white people, white Christian conservative. And that's I, not what the rest of the country looks like. No. And so you're right, Connor. It gets to look like the white Christian conservative party. Um. I just read a, a thing the other day, just this past week, where somebody's literally uh, our our Republican conservative party is the most right wing mainstream political party on the planet. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is very crazy. Actually, you know, I want to bring something up here. I hope all of you have saw, seen it because all of us are different parts of the political spectrum here. And I think that's what makes this show so wonderful. Um, especially being able to hear different perspectives. It is one of my favorite things to be able to learn about things that I don't know about or I don't necessarily agree with, but I get to see what it's like to be with different people. I think that's wonderful. I've been raised around uh, Republicans and Democrats. My grandmother is a huge Bernie Sanders supporter. My grandfather, um, who was from Puerto Rico, he happens to think Donald Trump's pretty okay. So, you know, so I've seen everything. Um, I, I'd like to think that's where I get some of my, my tolerance from is being raised by both. Um, there's a great commercial uh, Oreos just came out with with an elephant and a donkey um, fighting for um, a, a, a little carton of milk for a cat. The cat gets sad, and then the donkey and the elephant work together to get that milk carton, and they all drink it together. I don't know if you could pull that up, Joe. I could probably. I don't know that I have that readily available to pull <laughs> up. So it's a bigger question. Donkey and not really in my mind. Let me tell you that. Hold on, matter of fact, it's funny. I produce a show for everybody on the screen right now. I like to think that you know I don't just magically pull things out of my butt, right? You no, don't? no, I, I know. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> you do. I'll I know. See what I could, I'll see what I could do to pull up this Oreo video. If you can, I would love to. But if, if for anybody who's watching, please, you know, take the time to watch it. It's very heartwarming. It's very symbolic. For whatever reason, and I don't know why, there are comments down the comment sections from Trump supporters and far left liberal Democrats who are going at each other. I'm like, it's supposed to be unity. How are you all missing the point of this commercial? I don't know. Honestly, I think it's just at this point, people are just. Like, to be real, like, people are just looking for any reason to yell and scream at each other. And it's just like, we're we're in such a just effed up, just 
part of the world right now in society where I don't know, like, I don't even know if like, I don't even know if Biden's going to be this, not to say the savior, but like him winning is going to be like the kind of like tension easier, but like, I don't know. It's, it's getting ugly. I don't know well, if this look, is the calm before the storm. But. I, I, can I tell you what I think? I think he'll ease tensions because we're, we're at a 10 right now. And even if Biden, if, bro, if Biden can get us down to a nine, I think we should all be eternally grateful for that. I would disagree. Uh, because to me, that's I a so. Rob. I think that's a start. I think you. I think you have to start at 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 a nine, because this country's at a ten. I mean, you you guys all saw the uh, the Trump rally. There was one here in Connecticut. They there was one in in Texas where they tried to run the Biden bus off the road. Oh my god! Yep, that was really disgusting. And that's what I'm saying. I, you know what's crazy? I think that with all this, I think we're at like an eight. I'm not even going to say that. I think that I we agree. can actually go like the bar can be set a lot. Like it, it hasn't gotten to the point. And, and let, Somebody let's just be commented real. we're at a 12. See, no, no. I, I would disagree. Nope. Like, I, no. I, let, I let's be real here, right? I agree with Rob. Slow, slow down. Ten Come is, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. There was a plot to kidnap a, a, a Democratic governor two weeks ago. Dude, it gets and worse. I, hold you on. I and for some reason, the media has downplayed the heck out of it. Because they don't want to scare anybody. But but that happened like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So the idea that we're not at a 10 or a 12, I would dispute that a little bit. The, and the reason why, well, I we would have to change the scale then. Because like I feel 1 through 10 is like way too, if it were 1 through 10, because in my eyes, a 10 is like on site. Like if I see somebody... It's mass hysteria, like not mass hysteria, but like a 10 is like if I see somebody, if I see a conservative and they got a Trump flag, it's on site for me. That's a 10. Like now I can still go about my business. I can see a conservative. I might give you the side eye depending on, you know, if I've had my coffee and my cigarette and my medication. If not, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? But it's not. I think we can be a lot worse. I think that there would be a lot more civil unrest as in like a lot more altercations, like just off the rip like i don't know I, I i i don't know i guess i that's my 10 and that's another thing my 10 may be greater or maybe way higher than somebody else's 10 at well the same time. i you know if somebody was just commenting in connecticut we're an eight the rest of the country's at 12 i mean there's places like portland there there's go. places in in very parts true. of the country where yeah Chicago, you know like yeah. You, so you know it, it is it look at very it's true. very much a matter of perspective i think but Joe Biden's not going to solve all of our problems. Oh, no, not at all. COVID's still going to be a thing that we're going to have to deal with. Racial and the business is still going to be a thing. Racial tension to still be there. Again, to, to not have a guy in the White House constantly stoking it will, can I, I can imagine, will only help us. You know what I mean? It can only help if the president's not like, well, there's, there's fine people on both sides. So... I think from from that standpoint, things are going to be a little bit calmer around here, and and that's what we're looking for. Let's get together. Let's turn things around. Me and you. I just want to say Joe's the goat. Joe is the goat. How do you that, get mad about that? You can't. Like Joe. Oh, well, yo, yo, I was just gonna ask that question. We you came can't. back. I, I'm I'm confused. Well, so this is I said this a couple weeks ago, and again, our our, our friend Laura, uh, one of the other CMG podcasters, um uh, sort of got on me a little bit because she thought I was being a little a little unfair, but I pointed out the fact that. Bill Maher and a lot of people, including myself, uh, have talked about what happens after the election, especially the Democrats, when we, we're moving forward together. And how do we how do we do that? Right. Because everything leading to this has been awful. And I've still yet to hear anybody on the right broach the subject at all. Not not anybody. I haven't heard Tucker or Laura 
or Jeannie Pirro. No, I haven't heard anybody talk about how we move forward because the immediate approach is going to be let's attack President Biden is going to be is going to be the game plan. And again, this is why I say I, I think if you're the Republicans, man, let's regroup. Let's figure some things out. Let's figure out who we are. Let's get more people in because let's be honest, membership's down to the point where if it, if, if there were no independents in this country, uh, the Democrats would win every election every time easily just by the numbers. So the Republicans are going to have to start doing some things that they don't like in order to build that party back up. And they can do it. And, and I think, again, to me, a thorough butt kicking tomorrow lays the groundwork for doing that. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I think. I think even if Joe Biden takes the victory, I think that that like, what does that mean for the Republicans? I think if anything, um, I I know I always talk about him, but Joe Biden was honest, was really close with John McCain. And if you look at their policies and stuff, especially for when he was running, they're really similar. And I drive by a lot of houses and I see a lot of like Trump and McCain signs like that just makes absolutely no sense to me because like Trump literally hates him. And everything, you know, but putting that aside, a lot of people value that and say that that is their Republican Party. And Connor, I think that you were just saying it, that Trump's party and that all those supporters do not reflect how you really feel. And I just think that if that is really true, then if you really look into all the policies and everything that Biden is trying to enforce, I will I would think that you would find yourself probably leaning on more of that side. Cause in reality, Joe Biden has always been like a Republican and Trump was the true Democrat. Like, honestly, let's get it cracking. Let's get it together. I'm actually really happy you brought that up. I did quite a bit of research on Joe Biden and I actually, um, if he does win the uh, presidency, I, I, I won't be super unhappy about it because I've seen his policies. They're not super radical. They're moderate. He's a moderate. He's not a far left. He's a moderate Democrat. Right. And I think that Bernie Sanders, um, the reason that Bernie Sanders didn't win, despite the massive amount of support he had, it was because the Democratic Party was afraid of a, of a far left administration. Um, whether that's right or wrong, I believe that's the reason Bernie Sanders lost. But I think that Joe Biden potentially could be a safer bet than, than any of the candidates, Trump, anybody, because he's moderate. And I think that's something we heavily need right now. So the Democrats knew full well that a progressive liberal candidate like Bernie Sanders or anybody else that ran would be appealing to independents and any conservatives. And I just saw a poll recently where politics are, are shaded into four boxes and Biden and Trump were in the exact same box as far as beliefs. Mm -hmm. uh, the difference is going to be that uh, Joe Biden's a, a little smoother and a little more delicate in how he speaks in public. I'd like to address uh, our good buddy, Chris Clemens. Uh, Trump was attacked from day one, and, and Chris is not wrong. Trump was definitely attacked from day one. But Trump also so went on the offensive so from day so one. And when you come out guns blazing as the president, and that's not what presidents do. I mean, what, what did he think was going to happen? And and but now, okay. but now you're in a position, and Chris also pointed out he likes to stir the pot, and it's getting old. I think it's gotten old for some Republicans. I see his support right now, where it was 93 percent, is down to 88 percent. So you've definitely lost quite a bit of support in the Republican Party. Um, as of about a week ago, was getting hammered by it with independents. It's now getting a little bit closer, but I think a lot of people are just sick and tired of. The same old thing every day that that the president can say something stupid or insane and tank the talk, the stock market for the day. I can no promise you under President Biden, that won't happen. Yeah. And that should make everybody in every party feel really good. You know, and to go back to what you said, like to what Chris said, like he got attacked day one. Every politician does. That's the nasty game of politics, right? This one just couldn't handle it. You know, and he, and that's the thing. Yep. He he wanted he want he thought he can come in here and poke fun, and then when he realized that, guess what? The the rounds come flying back. He couldn't handle it. So then you look at it again, like every. And then another thing that Chris had said was the the fact that oh, not my president chant. Well, that derived from all those racist idiots saying not my president about Obama. So it's just like 
you all these backings and I get it and I'm gonna go hard on Chris because I can um like those those consecutive like the cries for help about Trump like so what like so what everybody it's a dirty game at this point and he is he nobody's held him accountable he's lied over about a hundred numerous things everything that he's backed himself on when he started his campaign he hasn't fed y'all anything so it's like where, where do the lies stop and where do they sit there and say, you know what? We were bamboozled. We were fooled. And I voted for them again. And you know what? I made a mistake. You're not even to sit there saying Biden was the right person. Like once again, you could have had, you could have voted for Joe Jorgensen, the same person <laughs> that literally not the same person, but a lot of the similar views, but mm -hmm. with a lot more morals and ethics. Right. I'm right. sorry. So, um, I want to bring something up here and you guys might be able to factually prove me incorrect. Uh, I don't know if you can, though, because, uh, ready, uh, I think that um, former President Barack Obama might have accidentally created the Trump presidency. Accidentally. Um, How was that? I say that um, with... So I'll say so I'll say it like this. Um, it was at a White House. Um, several people were Seth Meyers, Barack Obama... And they, they were, it was like poking the bear. They kept making Trump jokes again and again and again. And I think that in Trump fashion, he wasn't having it. And what's the best way to, what's the best way to I say, get what you're saying. you know, screw you. The bully that was, the bully the with a lot Obama of money. Said, I, okay, I, okay. I mean, I would probably I, say that it was you. all okay. of the no. false accusations that were on Hillary and how everybody was saying that she should be in jail. I would probably say that that would be that a little bit more of a reason um, for the Trump presidency. I want to get into that a little bit more, but quickly, I want to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Ow. <laughs> Clovercrest Media Group presents. A CMG podcast. Keys yes. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on. Hold on. But I didn't make Don't my point. I didn't make my point. I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. I've got to get my uh, advertisement up. These commercials are fire. Those are fire. Of course, your show literally is coming up in 11 minutes. <laughs> the uh, I'll piss you off shortly, uh, episode 17, and that, that's going to be a good one. Ooh. Ooh. Anyways, so what's mm. next? Anyways, oh, yeah, I just wanted to talk really quickly about, do you guys think that we're actually going to get results on who's going to be our president, like, tomorrow? Do you think we're going to get that? Because signs are pointing to no. I think we're going to have a, a kind of a soft, like, a soft understanding of what's going to happen. I don't think we're going to have, like, hard numbers, but I think there's going to be a couple states, like Pennsylvania, that always give us a hard time. Michigan's going to have some – there's going to be a couple states that are going to give us a headache. But I think we will have a good understanding as far as the popular vote. We'll, we'll have a good understanding of the popular vote, of especially, like, key states that we already know. But And I think Florida – I'm going to call it – Florida's going to be a – not an upset, but Florida is going to be the one that – it's going to give us a kind of a lead into like, they're not going to give us as much headache as we think. I would say that that would be my upset to not giving us a headache. If that makes sense. My understanding well, right now is um, actually Florida is in great shape to handle uh, the amount of ballots that they're getting. Yeah. Also, I want to just point this out. I think this is extraordinary. 93 million people have already cast a ballot. Mm hmm. We are on pace for a 67% voter turnout this year, which I think is extraordinary. Amazing. That's spectacular. That's phenomenal. That's a lot. I know I'm going six o'clock in the morning, baby. You'll see me. Ooh. See, but again, this, I, I read this quote as soon as this, as soon as that, as soon as that election's over, we're going in with our lawyers. Uh, Donald Trump wants. 
He, so here's here's what the Republicans have sunk to. And this, again, it doesn't make me feel good. The Republicans are desperately trying to make sure that any votes that come in um, after the election aren't counted. Now, there's states and that say if you're postmarked before, you're good to you're good to go. Uh, it, just over the weekend, again, you heard a lot of Republican operatives talking about uh, these extra ballots coming in and flipping the results. Mm-hmm. And and that's again sort of a it's a ridiculous. They're not they're counting all the ballots. Um, imagine like if all the these ballots that came in at Trump. In. And he's right, <laughs> dude. Right, right, like they so expect that that they're not going to be that it's like, oh, these are going to flip. It's like, no, we we're going to count all the ballots, and when all the ballots are vote are counted, we'll tell you who won. As simple I, as that. To again, to me, I I think an oh, uh, just just an absolute thrashing of the Republican Party would be such a great thing for America, like no literally lube. right across the board. No lube. Uh, I think Pennsylvania has uh, Pennsylvania has already stated that they're probably not going to be able to give any announcements of who uh, who won Pennsylvania by actual Friday by Friday. So, I th- well, yeah, um, we already know that, but that's typical Pennsylvania, though. That that's typical. Pretty much every yeah. election for the past twelve years has been Pennsylvania like that. If not to go back further, um, that's great to see Arizona leans Democrat. Um, which I, I think pulls into uh, the Phoenix area or Tucson area that they were saying has really sw- changed over, which is similar to Atlanta, uh, north north uh, north suburbs of Atlanta, like Cobb County. That's all switching over, you know, blue. Interesting you bring that up. So uh, these are the Senate races. They're also very reflective of the political situation right now. Biden's got a slight lead in Arizona. Um and uh, uh, Mark Kelly, the former astronaut, uh, is leading Martha McSally in a very close race. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know who Mark Kelly is, Gabby Giffords, who was uh, shot in the face in 2011 by a right-wing lunatic. Hmm, uh, that, you don't say. Terrorists? That, yeah, of course. That's his wife. Uh, more good news. In the uh, stoner state of Colorado. Also, also leading Democrat, their Republican Senator, uh, Cory Gardner, is losing by 10 points to their former governor, John Hinkenlooper, uh, who uh, you may or may not remember earlier this year uh, was actually one of the Democratic candidates. Yep. For those of you who like the weed, you really missed out on what would have been a really For good real. presidential candidate yes. because Hinkenlooper... Yes. <laughs> A-OK in my book. This is crazy. Rob just sort of alluded to it. Uh, the special election in Georgia right now is a toss-up. And if, if I hate to say it like this, uh, the the Democratic candidate is Raphael Warnick, who's a black guy. Mm-hmm. He's leading both former Republican conservative congressman Doug Collins and Kelly Loeffler, the Republican who was put there by Trump, Trump. who um, <laughs> she was the that. one who went when they found out about yes. COVID, she sold all her stocks. Those stocks, yep. Her. Yeah. yeah. She's in yeah. big trouble. That race right now, yeah. the Democrat is Georgia. In, in Georgia. I'll give you one better. Their other seat is also up. Whoa. This never happens. Two, two seats in Georgia. The regular seat Currently held by Republican Senator David Perdue, who doesn't know Kamala la, 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 Harris, <laughs> even though he sits on the same committee with her, has taken a beating in the polls in the last week. That, that election is down to point two. Oh, Perdue has a point two lead. About, Dude, this guy was killing about, it a couple weeks ago. What about who? Well, Maxine Waters. Max, hey, hey, I'm not gonna let California. you. I'm not gonna let you disrespect Aunt Maxine. Now, she's not running. I was about to say <laughs> we, we ain't gonna disrespect Miss Auntie Maxine. Yeah, I was like, Amazingly enough, guys, Iowa is a toss-up. Senator Joni Ernest, who's very close with President Trump, is neck and neck with a Democrat named Teresa Greenfield. Really? Yep. Uh, and in the state of Iowa right now, it's a virtual tie. 
between Biden and Trump. Wow. wow. So again, these are a lot of these are states that Trump won and won handily in 2016. Mm-hmm. And again, Connor, this is why I say, and I know Lord McDonald gets all mad at me when I talk about this stuff. The the these are seats the Republicans never would have ever lost if not for Donald Trump. So if you think he's done anything for the Republican Party, you're dead wrong. How about Maine? How Maine about the toss-up to the point Senator Susan Collins, my former senator, had to come out and speak out against Amy Coney Barrett's Supreme Court nomination to try to make herself Ooh. appear to be somewhat of the moderate she used to be. It's a toss-up. We will find out tomorrow night. What's going to happen there? How about this Ooh. one, boys and oh, girls? Oh, I can't wait. Yes. All of, our, yes. all of our friends that have all moved to North Carolina to get the hell away from the liberals. Well, guess mm. what? They're We're coming for you. Get Lindsay the fuck out of here. North Carolina <laughs> is a toss-up right now. It is too close to call. And here's the craziest part of this. Senator Tom Tillis uh, was at that ceremony, the super spreader ceremony, when uh, ACB got the Supreme Court nomination. Mm -hmm. He got COVID. He took a hit in the polls, which is funny because the Democratic candidate, Cal Cunningham, was caught not once but twice having inappropriate sexting relationships with other women. Oh, with other and women, he's still in the race. With Democrats still in the race. Jesus. This is how bad it's getting for the. De- Wait, no. I'll tell you what, Republicans. Jesus. It's worse. Yes, it's worse. Jesus. South Carolina is Come up on for Take your shirt off. Lindy Graham and Jamie Harrison are in a yeah. virtual tie. Jamie Harrison's received over one hundred million dollars. From all around the country. Let's go get Lindsay the f- ooh out of oh, here. I'm Jamie Harrison. I, I mean, again, Jimmy. no, he's great. I don't like. I don't like Lindsay Graham. Yeah, out of here. He's a flip flopper. You know, he doesn't like him. Then he likes him. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to go. I, I'm okay with. I'm okay with the other guy. He's a cool guy. I'll tell you the most interesting race that there is is uh, yeah. this one in 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 uh, in Alabama, and I'll tell you why. You guys might remember a few years ago, Doug Jones beat Roy Moore. Roy mm-hmm. Moore was the one that had a real inkling for the uh, the ten year olds. Yep. Uh, Doug Jones has been a thorn in President Trump's side. Well, the guy running against him is former Auburn coach Tommy Tuberville. Holy shit! Heard. But get this: Tommy Tuberville has not spoken to the media during the entire. Entire campaign and still just nothing to say. They're like, What do you think about climate change? Nothing, just, he's just not answering or taking interviews or doing anything at this like point, Trump, honestly. <laughs> and he's got a 55 to 41 lead, uh, on election eve. So yeah, sometimes, sometimes it makes a little more sense to just keep your big fat mouth shut. Uh, let's see at all the other states that are going red. Uh, okay. Well, that's the end of the list, guys. I'm serious. That's literally literally the entire list. Well, uh, just Alabama. Good luck, guys. Good luck. Hey, um, I I feel for you guys. Uh, best of luck. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Make sure to stay. Keep your head up, Connor. Keep your head up. You can say Trump as a president, or just like lean your head to the left. Or you can lean your head. All I can say is I'm currently looking at the numbers right now for uh, just Trump and Biden and nothing here uh, except for a handful of states, uh, 65% over a 29% for uh, in in favor of Biden. You also have states, obviously, like um, New York that's going to be going in favor of Biden and several others. Uh, Connecticut, obviously, you've got uh, Maine District 1, Maine District 2. Um, a lot of these states are going um, Biden, but taking a look here, and I've seen all the numbers, nothing here says that it's going to be an absolute Biden wipeout. It might be a it might be a Democrat wipeout for for Senate and all of that. I don't know if it's going to be a wipeout with Biden and Trump because you have several states here that are looking like they're going to be, and these are only uh, not only, but these are primarily. 
uh, mail-in ballots. Many Trump supporters, I've, I went into the, I went deep into the, uh, like the Breitbart um, comment section, the PragerU con, uh, comment sections, and all of them have said they want to vote on election day. So right now it's heavily in Biden's favor in a couple of states, and it's kind of a toss up at the moment, but we could see Trump kind of push through a little more by tomorrow. We'll have to see. Well, I will point out that not all the Democrats have voted yet either. Yeah, I haven't voted yet. I'm voting tomorrow. This isn't isn't even all of them. This isn't even all of them. (laughs) 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 Sorry about it. (laughs) And I think like a lot of Trump supporters, like they don't even care enough to vote. Yeah, listen, yeah, I, I it, it doesn't it doesn't it really honestly it doesn't have to be a wipeout. Um I, I think for uh, and and I the more Republicans I talk to, the more are really okay with the idea that he's just out. Um and 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 I'm already having the conversation where I'm talking it out with Republicans, like well, how bad's it gonna be? And I should just point it out, Connor. It, it, things aren't aren't going to improve much under Joe Biden. I, I think the racial tension will 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 go down to uh, at least into single digits, which would be great. Um, you'll have a president that's really going to try to do something to to sort of rein in the 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 COVID virus, which would be fantastic. And um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll take it from there. There's a recession coming in 2021, no matter who the president is. So buckle up and. Uh, Get ready for that, cupcakes, because it's coming. That'll be interesting. Yeah, unfortunately, it'll probably get blamed on Joe Biden, but that's okay. Of course it will. Because <laughs> we already know that. <laughs> in 2024, we're going to be like, that idiot, he solved the worldwide pandemic and let us right into a recession. We God. knew he was going to blow it, sleepy Joe. <laughs> Just like I hope Trump's toupee blows off as they're <laughs> ripping him out of the White House. I would just say too, you know, I, <laughs> I I hope that again at the like I said earlier at the end of the day, man, th- th- this stuff shouldn't be more important to you than your own family, your own personal relationships with people. Man, th- these guys don't no. care that much. They're they're friends. They they spend time together. I, I mean, to find out that Anton Scalia and 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 Ruth Bader Ginsburg were like homies. If 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 you're losing your mind about this, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not personal, man. It's it's politics, and and it, it it's not like some indictment about about the way you're living. It isn't. And I'll and I'll say this: I, I've had this conversation so many times, and it and it, it I mean, it makes me want to slam my head against the wall. Uh, the Democrats, the Democrats don't want Venezuela to happen here. I, I I don't. If I have to hear that from one more person, I I'm gonna lose my marbles. I really am. It's gonna be the same thing it was under Obama. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest: even if you hated the guy, wasn't that bad? Wasn't that bad at all? I mean, honestly. At the end worse. of the day, oh, we did it really hurt? <laughs> did, it, did it really hurt? And I will say this, for the racist Republicans on the losing end, and there's a few, maybe more than a few, Yeah, maybe. Um, at least it's a white guy. You should at least be happy yeah, with that, no? For real, at least he's not orange. Like, that's uh, closer to what you make you like. a little happy, I guess. Oh, he's you guys ever, totally... you guys ever see that episode of Jimmy Fallon where he rubs his toupee off? That was very funny. You ever see that? He was on Jimmy yeah, Fallon, and he rubs his head, and the thing comes flying off. I'm like, I don't know how that didn't get more viral than it did. That was very funny. Neither side cares about us is a thousand yep. percent sure. I was watching yep. an interview with uh, Joe Rogan and Tulsi Gabbard today, yep. and she basically said on the first day they told her, "Look, it's about scoring points for the political party." And and mm-hmm. if if you think it's anything other than that, look, they're in a club, you guys. They're in a club, and the club benefits the both of them. Yeah, and the, the people in it, and the people actively running the club. You're not even in the club. They tell you that you're you in the what? club. You're not. You just get to pick the people that get to be in the club. That's as much power as you have. So use it tomorrow, um, and go vote. But, but but to be pissed at me, or Victoria, or Connor, or Rob, or any of your Facebook friends, or your neighbors, or your coworkers. You're missing the mark, man. 
You know, when I talk about the police and the accountability of the police, I, I, I say it all the time. I'm not even talking about just the black lives that they're killing, but the white lives too, man. Nobody should be for the cops killing people ever. Not for any reason, especially for racism, but just period. There's so many things about what's going wrong in society like COVID that we should all be like, man, we should we should want to work together to end this. It, it sucks for everybody. Uh, Everyone's going through it. Everyone hates the way things are going. And, and the idea that people just want a president is going to come on TV and be like, here's the deal. Everything's going to be okay. That's all we want. Just, just sometimes come on TV and just say, it's going to be all right. I'm here for you. We're going to get through this together. Good night, America. Wow. Good night, America. How stunning, right? You can hear those words. Everybody's like, wow, that would be, uh, be fucking wild. <laughs> we used to hear that from the White House Every time there was a crisis with Obama, with Bush, with Clinton, with Bush, with Reagan, with Carter, with Bush, with Nixon, with Kennedy, with Bush, going all the way back. <laughs> Bush, baby. There's a lot of Bushes in there. Don't they're Just because they have different last names. Don't think that family, the Pierces, the, the, the Fillmore's, they're all the same people and don't think that they're not. Uh, do a little work on the history, people. The, these are these are really tight knit families, and it's been pretty much the same ones. Since 1789. Yeah. So uh, it's something, you know what? And I, I, I hope this, I hope more people start to realize this as time goes on, you know, we, we see Republican and we see Democrat and we see them as two teams, right? This is my team. This is your team. And I, we want our team to win when the reality is this is one team. We're all, you know, working together to make this country better for as many people as we possibly can. The democratic politician or the Republican politician, not probably other than Trump, you know, isn't going in this office saying, let's make life for the opposite team the worst it possibly can. They're going in with the intent of how can I make as many people's lives better as possible? That's what they should be thinking. And unfortunately, we our time in, in politics now right now is such a civil war between ideologies that we've forgotten that we're one big team trying to support one another. So, you know what? Yeah, if, try if, not if, to use that word civil war. I'm uh, <laughs> people might take that the wrong way. Well, then that's their fault. You know, that's their fault. They shouldn't because we should be united together, not at, you know, not at odds with each other. I mean, these guys specifically, yeah. in, ca in case you didn't know who I was talking about. Oh, I'm, aware. <laughs> I'm aware of those guys. Yeah, they're a little, well, they're a little out there, but what are you going to do? Everybody make sure you go and vote tomorrow. Honestly, it's your last day to do it. A lot of people think that this was your only day, but this is your last day to vote. So make sure you go out and do that. But before, make sure you also go and stay tuned for Rob's podcast. I'll piss you off shortly. That'll be happening literally right now. But that's it for me, Connor, it's very Rob, important. and Joe. I said my name first like a fucking weirdo again. No. You're the queen. <laughs> You're a queen. Well, thanks for watching. Go vote. Queen shit. Go, Go vote. vote. <laughs> You're civil dude.